Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. called Gaudate Sunday. In Latin, our introit begins Gaudate in Domino Semper, which means rejoice in the Lord always. This phrase, as is probably familiar to most of us, we know is taken from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, which is also our epistle this morning. It was also the chapter reading in Lauds. The Greek word that Paul uses here for rejoice is keiro. And it means, basically, to delight in the outpouring of God's grace. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Delight in the grace which is poured out on you. And again, I say, delight and take joy in the grace and favor of God which is poured out on you. He says it twice. Interestingly... This is the same word, or the same root word, that the archangel Gabriel uses when he greets the Blessed Virgin, when he comes to announce the Lord's coming into her womb. It's translated oftentimes as hail, but it's the same word, and it means rejoice and be glad. After Gabriel says this word, rejoice and be glad, he too, like St. Paul, repeats the same re word again, which is translated, you who are full of grace. So what Gabriel says, the archangel Gabriel says to our blessed lady, is essentially the same as what St. Paul says to the Philippians and to us this morning. Rejoice, delight in the grace which is poured out on you. Indeed, you who have had the grace of God poured out on you, delight and rejoice. That's essentially what the angel is saying. I think it's probably pretty safe to assume that when St. Paul wrote this to the Philippians, he had this in mind, especially as we read on in this epistle, because he goes on to say, the Lord is coming. <laughs> the Lord is coming in this passage. Now, I can think of all kinds of reasons not to rejoice, and I'm sure you can too. And yet it doesn't sound here in this passage that St. Paul is making a suggestion with a list of qualifiers. Rejoice unless, unless this or that or the other thing. And if anybody had any reason not to rejoice, it was St. Paul. St. Paul who suffered. We have the litanies, his many litanies in his writings of all the things he suffered. Again and again he reminds us, of all the things he suffered, of how poorly he was treated all the day long, not only from his enemies, but from those he ministered to with toil and tears. But he knew the secret of rejoicing. 
As he says again in another place and in many places, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. St. Paul, when he admonished us to this, he wasn't offering some sort of glib, you know, fortune cookie advice. St. Paul rejoiced always. He rejoiced while he was shipwrecked, starving, slandered, and stoned. It is true, there is a time to weep. And we weep with those who weep. And Christ wept. And I'm sure St. Paul wept. And while that is true, what is more true is that that weeping lasts only for a night. But joy comes in the morning. And we live now in the light of day, the day which has dawned in our hearts with the coming of the morning star. God has come. God has come, and God is coming. And though we were dead, we will not die because Christ is risen. That's our gospel. That's our reality. And that's why we can say with St. Paul, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Consider today's collect. It is perhaps the quintessential, terse, and densely packed Latin prayer this morning. A beautiful Latin prayer. It says, Lord, we beseech thee, give ear to our prayer, and by thy gracious visitation, lighten the darkness of our heart. The first clause, Lord, we beseech thee, give ear to our prayer, sounds like the psalmist. That should be a running loop in our hearts at all times, that prayer. I think I'm praying that a lot. God, help. Listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. Be not silent. Be attentive to my call. Lord, hear me. God, are you listening? Help. Be not far from me. Turn not your face from me. Look upon us, O Lord. We are in need. We are desperate for you. Without you, we're lost. Without you, we can do nothing. Hear us, O Lord. That is the prayer. You should be praying that 24-7 in the background of your heart all the time, all the time. That's the first clause. Lord, we beseech thee, give ear to our prayer. And then it says, by thy gracious visitation, carry ke carito mene, is the language there. Thy gracious visitation. Well, that should sound familiar. <coughs> Just as you came to Our Lady by the message of an angel, come, Lord Jesus, with grace that we might be able to rejoice in gladness and filled with the delight of your presence. We need his gracious visitation. That is the essence of our prayer, of every prayer. People want to know how to pray, what to pray for. That's what you're asking for. Lord, have mercy is this prayer. I need your gracious visitation. Hear my prayer. That is essentially what every prayer is crying out for. And it is, in fact, all we need to take away our sorrow. That's it. You cannot receive his gracious visitation and remain in despair. You cannot. They are mutually exclusive. 
We need his visitation to take away our sorrow, to return us to joy, to heal our broken hearts, to assure us and strengthen us in the hope of the resurrection. We don't need him to remove all the conflict. We're not going to do it anyway. He already promised us that. We don't need him to do it anyway. We don't need him to remove the conflict. We don't need him to eliminate all the trials and all the struggles. We just need a visit. We just need a visit from Christ. And we will be okay. We'll be more than okay. We'll be able to rejoice. Finally, the last part of the prayer. By this visitation of grace, we pray that you will lighten the darkness of our hearts. Have we allowed darkness to settle in our heart? Well, if we have, and we do sometimes, it's time to kick it out. It has no place in us. We are children of the light. There's no one else that can do this for you. We must all do it through repentance. No one can do it for us. Now, we should have never let it in in the first place. What are you going to do? Sit down and stew on that for weeks on end and have a pity party? That's of no use. It's not going to get you anywhere. What's done is done. Fine. God is merciful. It's time to just get rid of it. Evict it from your heart. You have to do repentance to make that happen. It's the only way. It's the only way. We must not go into Christmas with any darkness in our hearts. God forbid. May we all put off all wrath and bitterness and any harshness that we have allowed to come in. May God visit us, as our colleague says, enlighten the darkness of our hearts so that we may heed Paul's command to rejoice at all times. Interestingly, right after St. Paul says rejoice and again rejoice, immediately he gives us the clue as to how to maintain our gladness and grace at all times. He says immediately, let your gentleness be known to all men. The translation in your bulletin is moderation. Let your gentleness or let your moderation. Moderation is also an aspect of the word gentleness. It is gentleness with moderation. Moderate yourself, meaning soften yourself in gentleness. Think just the opposite of hard and unyielding. If we give place to anger or bitterness or harshness, of spirit towards God or our neighbor, we will not be able to rejoice in grace and we will not have peace. This is a great Advent passage we have today in our epistle lesson to the Philippians. It is a great passage because Christ is coming and we want to be sure that when the bridegroom appears, we will have the oil of gladness the oil of rejoicing in our lamps so that we are not shut out of the celebration. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let everyone see your gentleness. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, 
Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your requests to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.